This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of 1 John. God gave to John a supernatural revelation of something so wondrous that it kind of freaked him out a little bit. That's basically what he's communicating. He showed John a love that's it's so perfect that it's actually foreign to the human experience. The phrase that he used here to describe God's love, it's, it's used nowhere else in the Bible. He, he calls it love from another country. That's more literally what that What that phrase says, what manner of love, he's like, check this out. In today's message from 1 John chapter 3, Pastor Robert teaches us that God's love is a love so great and holy that it is completely foreign to what the world knows. However, this love strives for us and with us. This love calls us his sons and daughters. This love is so great that it sent God's own son to die on the cross for our sins. Now here's Pastor Robert with part one of today's message in 1 John chapter 3. You know, when I was about 19, long, long time ago, one of the bankers that we dealt with in my dad's little construction business invited me to go to lunch. Um, I was a young guy that um, he thought maybe he could recruit into a business scheme he was involved in. But he said something that got my attention. He told me that there was one habit which most successful people have in common. They're all avid readers. And it's true. Up to that point, I didn't read very much. Um, I was, I guess you could say, the first television generation, you know, part of that with, uh, when I was a kid, we had one channel and it went off at midnight and uh, we thought we'd hit the big time when they introduced a second TV channel. And, uh, when we got to go up and visit family near Atlanta and, and they had like four, we thought, wow. And then I heard about cable later on, you know, and they talked about, you know, having, you know, like a hundred channels. And I'm like, no, what do you, what, what, what could you possibly need? that many different television channels for. My, um, my love for books didn't begin immediately, but it did begin. I, I began to read, and, and, and these days I usually read at least a book a week, sometimes two, um, but I'm an impatient reader. I taught myself to read quickly, and um, usually too quickly, but some books deserve a little bit more patience. You know, they're there's some books which I've read several times. The, the Life and Diary of Andrew Bonner. I've, I've told many of you about that book. I've read it at least three times so far. Another one that's a little more, uh, maybe even a little more obscure by um, Oswald Chambers, you know, My Utmost for His Highest. You, most of us are familiar with that little devotional 
work of his, but there's another one that he wrote. The title of it is So Send I You. I highly recommend that little book. I've read that one at least three times as well. Spiritual Leadership by a different Oswald, Oswald Sanders. Um, We use that one in the ICT. But why do we read certain books? Now, by the way, I've recommended this one to you guys. I've read this one a couple of times too, Living Water by Chuck Smith, The Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Life. Um, I highly recommend it. Now, why do we reread certain books? Why, Why is it that certain books are worthy of a little bit more attention. Well, it's because, you know, we recognize that one reading was not sufficient to digest everything beneficial contained within that book. And the passage of scripture that we're about to dig into is, it's one of those passages from the New Testament. You know, the the Bible itself. I I remember many years ago, we were, um, there was a group of us playing volleyball up in Biscayne Park, and, and there was a a man who lived in the park who would come out. He knew we were there every Wednesday afternoon. When I was in Youth of the Mission, we gathered all the students and it was a little bit of mandatory physical exercise, you know, so we'd get out on the volleyball court for a little while. But this guy started coming and he, you know, plugged in to play volleyball with us and we would try to talk to him about the Lord a little bit. And one day somebody, you know, asked him if he ever read the Bible. And he said, yeah, I read it. I'm like, well, you, you read, you mean like you read it and you don't, but you don't read it now. Why would I read it again? Well, because trust me, one reading is not enough. This passage conveys a sense of awe if you're paying attention. In other words, it communicates a sense of surprise, a sense of wonder, of profound significance. The way we might say it today, John was blown away. And he tries to express it. In verse 1 of 1 John chapter 3, he says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. You know, anytime you read in the Bible and you come across that word behold, you're, you're being prompted by the Holy Spirit to stop for just a second. Take a minute. Think about this. God is saying to us, chew on this for a bit before you just blow right past it because this is deep. This is significant. This is this is something that you're not going to get this in just a quick reading. You need to take some time with this. Behold what manner of love. You know, there are four significant statements to consider in this little short passage. Here's the first one. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. The Spirit of God gave to John a supernatural revelation of something so wondrous that it kind of freaked him out a little bit. That's basically what he's communicating. He showed John a love that's so perfect that it's actually foreign to the human experience. The phrase that he used here to describe God's love, it's it's used nowhere else in the Bible. He, He calls it love from another country. That's more literally what that 
what that phrase says, what manner of love. He's like, check this out. This is not even from here. You don't find this kind of love. Not among humans. It's unique. It's, it's a special love that it's unlike anything else you can ever know. In, in what way? Well, consider this, John says. That the, the one perfectly pure, perfectly good father, the all-powerful creator of the universe, would claim you, make you his. You know, if we think about that, most of us, most of us grasp the significance of it. I know for me, it, that, was, that was just an overwhelming epiphany, you know? When I realized that God wanted a relationship with me. I thought, why me? I'm a mess. I got nothing. I got nothing to offer God, you ever have a friend that you just feel like, you know, every time it's, it's his birthday or it's Christmas time, you don't know what to give her because she already got everything. You have a friend like that? You know somebody like that? Where it's like they're, they're just, you know, maybe they're just super wealthy and there's really nothing that, that you could give that would be a, a real blessing. That's kind of the way I was in the beginning. I think that's the way... John, what, part of what he's communicating here, he's like, what, what do we have? What, what could we possibly offer him? When Elizabeth and I decided that I was going to be her husband, I went through a period of doubt about it. Why me? Why me? Why is she interested in me? Why is this incredibly beautiful little blue-eyed gypsy wanting to marry me? Got to be a trap. I've been trapped by women before. You know what I mean? What's the catch? What am I? I mean, I really did. I wrestled with it. Some people never get past their doubts about God's love. Why me? Why would you want a relationship with me? That brings up the second significant statement John made here. He, John says, therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. You see, those who don't know the Lord can't comprehend this unselfish love. so much for joining us today. We are so excited. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He's doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's Word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station, and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. 
Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.